Global Crisis Bible Prophecy Health and Preparedness You are just in time. 11th Hour Dispatch Father in heaven, we ask for the presence of your Spirit now that we might understand the times in which we live. We pray for a love of truth, a love of your children, and give us the true empathy and understanding of your will. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome to 11th Hour Dispatch. We've got an actual news broadcast on our hands today. Again, I've been traveling and on the road, and finally we are back in mid-Michigan in our rural country home doing the broadcast once again. And I'm very, very concerned about what I see happening in the world across the headlines of all the different genres of news from This one from the AP on to the terrorism that we're going to look at. AP reports, after-school religious clubs appear to be the next venture of a national group that sought to install a statue of Satan outside two state capitals to protest Christian monuments on public grounds. The Satanic Temple contacted nine public school districts across the country this week seeking to start after-school Satan programs. This is not satire. This is reality. Truth indeed is stranger than fiction that we actually have a group contacting public schools in an effort to develop after-school Satan programs. I don't know what will come next, but that information right there is more than enough for me to say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Take these children, gather them into your homes, as the ancient Israelites were called to do when they painted the doorposts with the blood of the slain Passover lamb. And the time is now, if never before, certainly now, to say, we are having an exodus from the public schools, which really need a new name. The not just secular, humanist, worldly indoctrination centers, but the anti-religion, anti-family agenda that's pushed through the public schools of our day today. Really, we need to call a spade a spade. And this has been a satanic agenda since the very start. That's not, of course, to say that everybody involved in the schools is, is some secret closet, closet Satanist. They, they are good people, generally, trying to do a good job, and half of them are banging their head against the wall, going, how can we actually care about children when everything has become so standardized and mechanized, and we've got this curriculum that we don't buy into, and the standardized tests breathing down our neck, and all of a sudden, every ounce of humanity and creativity and individuality and education has been robbed from the system that was never designed to truly help children. It was always designed to break down the family, to destroy the family institution, to indoctrinate the youth into secular humanist ideologies that of every stripe. I won't get into it right now. It's all in the DVD series called Schooled. You can go to 11thHourDispatch.com. 
you can get that series that I do called Schooled. Because I'm on a mission, my friends, not just to take a look at the news headlines and, and, and awaken us to the urgency of the times in which we live, that the biblical prophetic signs are being fulfilled all around us, but also what I do for a living is preach and teach about the dangers of entertainment media and the dangers of worldly schooling and how we need to, as families, as parents, as individuals, rediscover what it means to be human according to God's design, to rediscover the family, to rediscover unity in the family unit. And there are many agendas out there that are seeking with a direct assault to disrupt the nuclear family, to destroy that which is sacred and beautiful in this world. Let's shift gears into other news. This, of course, knife attack in London has garnered headlines, as have the repeated terrorist attacks in Europe over the past couple of weeks. In this case, this was a another young adult male, age 19 this time. There was another teenage attack also in Germany a couple of weeks ago. This is Zakaria Bulhan, a Norwegian Somali. His family is Somalian. They had emigrated to London when he was five from Norway. He went on this crazed killing spree with a knife. One person who was killed was a lady actually as an American woman and was the wife of a psychology professor at Florida State University and they were set to fly home the next day and then this madness and carnage took place. In fact, during the past 30 days, here's some statistics for you. There were 141 Islamic attacks throughout the world over the last 30 days. That's, you know, multiple per day. In 22 countries, 1,165 people were killed and 1,803 were injured. And most of that takes place in Iraq, it tops the list as the number one place for ISIS and other jihadist activity throughout the Middle East and North Africa, even through Asia, and now, of course, spreading to Europe, as we've been seeing increasing in recent weeks a major serious alarm and alert. In fact, Reuters, Paris police, are now on alert for. Afghan, who may be planning attack, police source says. And Russia Today also reported this one. A former Islamic State jihadist, German-born Harry Sarfo, has revealed that the terrorist group is actively seeking volunteers in Germany and the UK to carry out, quote, loads of attacks at the same time in England, Germany, and France. Members of the far-reaching Islamic State Intelligence Service called Emni in Arabic allegedly told Sarfo they were first and foremost interested in waging terrorism across the globe. In an interview with the New York Times, Sarfo, who is currently serving a three-year term on terrorism charges at a maximum security prison near Bremen, recalled what one masked commander once told him. Quote, he was speaking openly about the situation, saying that they have loads of people living in European countries and waiting for commands to attack the European people. And that was before the Brussels attack, before the Paris attacks. So you heard it straight from a former ISIS member, an imprisoned jihadist who was imprisoned under terroristic uh, plotting charges, saying that there are loads of attacks 
coming, which we know biblically this is a fulfillment of prophecy. We know that we are to expect wars and rumors of wars, that the love of most would grow cold, that the affections, the natural affections of people would wane, and they would go into these demonic frenzies that we've been seeing around the world. I don't know what else to say about it. Come, Lord Jesus. Come soon, Lord Jesus, the Bible says in Revelation. Our hearts ache when we hear about more people dying from this senseless slaughter and insanity. And when we see the reaction to this, it brings even more concerns about the state of civil liberty and religious freedom in the world. The UK Telegraph reports London wakes to greater police presence after Russell's Square attack. And this was a previous headline also, Munich attack fallout from the attack in Munich last week. Germany prepares for domestic deployed military. That would be called deploying the military domestically is a prelude to martial law. Deploying the military domestically is a hallmark of dictatorships and authoritarian societies, not a free Western society. Telegraph reports, sell alcohol and pork or we will shut you down. French towns tell halal supermarket. So they're saying the religious freedom of whether that be Jews or Muslims or anybody who says we've got certain dietary beliefs and convictions that we want to hold to, well, now you've got towns coming after them because there will be and already is and will continue to be in the reactionary wake of Islamic terrorism, there will be a reactionary wing response to that of we've got to crack down on these people and all of this rhetoric that comes out to say, hey, you know what? Maybe religious liberty needs to be sacrificed a little bit in exchange for security. And then all of a sudden, this whole precedent-setting phase of the Islamic terror will be turned upon, which we know from the Bible prophecies, Bible-believing Christians. So this is all just a precedent-setting phase. This is an era in history where, quote, fundamentalist religion is shown to have a violent expression so that when you get Christians who say, no, we're going to insist on a literal interpretation of the Bible and we're willing to be different and a peculiar people, well, all of a sudden, this starts to sound like the crazy jihadist scourge that we've been dealing with and there will be further crackdowns of religious minorities of all kinds. This is what we know from Revelation 13, which says that, those who keep the commandments of God and have the faith of Jesus, the true believers in the Messiah, the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world, those who follow the Lamb wherever he goes, even unto death, there will be decrees that restrict religious liberty in the last days that take away the freedom to practice the commandments of God. And if you don't take the beast's mark, well, you're not allowed to buy or sell. If you don't acknowledge the beast's authority, thereby worshiping and honoring him as supreme, there is even a death decree coming. Now the Lord Jesus will come again. He will rescue us from the time of trouble that is coming upon the world that the world has never seen since there has been a nation. And so that's our great hope. The great hope is what comes after the birth pangs. And Jesus said, watch and pray. So we are to watch for the signs of of the times, the birth pangs that are taking place, and they are painful. And this world is going through travail and pain and as if in labor. But the joyful experience will come soon, soon and very soon.
we are going to see the king. AFP reports, With every new terror attack, French citizens stoically declare that, quote, life goes on. But despite this show of defiance, a creeping anxiety has taken hold of French society. Outwardly, the French summer is in full swing. Restaurants and bars targeted in November attacks in Paris are packed and vibrant. Beaches are covered with sun seekers and streets are as busy as ever. However, beneath the surface, many are feeling the strain after a string of terror attacks over the past 18 months. There is a cumulative effect. At first, a terror attack is an unexpected event. But now we are in a situation where we fear it happening again, said Evelyn Jose, a Belgium-based psychologist and trauma expert. Users of a popular French online medical forum describe panic attacks on the metro, being paralyzed with fear at the prospect of taking trains to go on holiday, on vacation, or going to the beach, with one woman writing that she feels that going out in a crowd is like playing Russian roulette. The anxiety is always there, 32-year-old Thabout Chase told AFP on his way to work in Paris. We are afraid, but we can't stop living, he said. The wariness is always there. Any strange behavior on the metro or at a concert, all that, provokes a bit of fear. It can happen anywhere. The cluster of terror strikes beginning in January 2015 when 17 people were killed in a spree of violence in Paris, including the Charlie Hebdo satirical magazine and a Jewish store. Then in November, when 130 people were killed at restaurants, bars, and concert hall in Paris, the reality of an ever-present danger began to set in. And you know what the Bible says? Perfect love drives out all fear. To financially support this broadcast, visit 11thHourDispatch.com or write to us at 11333 Bacchus Road, Lakeview, Michigan, 48850. Martin Lidstrom, neuromarketing executive at Apple, recently revealed that iPhone users have a, quote, relationship with their iPhones. Yes, you heard that right. A relationship. He explained that their brain studies that they did revealed that the love circuits of the brain actually fire when iPhone users are engaged with their beloved device. In his words, people are literally in love with their iPhones. You and your device are the two becoming one flesh at every church I speak at. Folks say the same thing. Scott, why didn't anybody tell us this before? So, folks, grab a pencil and write this down. Media on the Brain. It's a six-DVD series that will arm you with the vital information on the undeniable effects of entertainment media and how to break free. Visit 11thHourDispatch.com. Use promo code RADIO for a reduced suggested donation rate. Wonderful, merciful Savior. Precious Redeemer and friend Who would have thought that a lamb could Rescue the souls of men Oh, you rescue the souls of men And we're back. I'm so thankful today for that wonderful, merciful Savior. Jesus Christ, the name above all names. There is no, under, no name under heaven given among men by which we can be saved other than that name of the supreme authority, creator, redeemer, lawgiver, 
high priest and soon coming king and savior, Jesus Christ. He is the solution to all of this world's madness. He is the solution to the turmoil in your heart, to the fear and anxiety you have over any of the annoyances and turmoils of daily life. Or if you're in France, like the folks we were reading about before the break, fear of terrorism. You know, the devil wants us to be afraid. The devil wants us to experience fear because the fear circuits of the brain are about self-preservation. Self-preservation. Fear and insecurity put self in the center. Love and other-centeredness. Self-sacrificing beneficence. The thought of others and uplifting others is the opposite of self-centered thinking. And the beautiful thing is when you have that love, it drives out fear. If your child is in danger, you will, in a heartbeat, put your body and your life on the line to save them without even thinking about it. No fear, simply an adrenaline rush of love and, and preservation of another whom you have true love for. But the Bible says that in the last days, the love of most would grow cold. And this is what we're seeing in secular postmodern Europe, a rejection of all religious spiritual truths of the Bible, the vast majority in society adopting a purely secular, morally relativistic philosophy. And that now opened up the floodgates to the masses of Middle East and North Africa, which how can you not have your heart go out to people who are living in that context? But the unrestricted immigration of economic migrants under the guise of refugees, of even ISIS terrorists under the disguise of refugees, has brought us to the situation we're in now. When we look at the world and we say what once used to be taken for granted, that Western society in Europe and North America were relatively peaceful societies and, and free from the terroristic kinds of bombings that you see in Israel and Palestine on a daily basis and in, in Iraq ever since the fall of Saddam Hussein. These kinds of things have started to go global, as the Bible says about wars and rumors of war. And so just before the break, we were looking at the psychology of the French people and the fear that is taking over. In July, when a jihadist drove a massive truck into a crowd in the Riviera city of Nice, crushing 84 to death, and a priest was murdered in a church in Normandy, it became clear that terror went beyond the big cities. You could go on and on with this to take a look at the change, the dramatic and rapid change that's coming over the planet. These are harbingers, my friends, of the last days. But here's a little bit of a good news with uh, wrapped around a whole lot of bad news. Christian News reports Texas to require abortion facilities to bury and cremate babies instead of disposing of children as waste. Of course, this is a reminder of the tens of millions of lives that have been snuffed out through the abortion procedure, as it's called, in recent decades. Tens of millions, upwards of 50 million. In some places like New York City, half, half of the African-American children being put to death. What a tragic and sad reality we find there, but an interesting proposal. Texas says, well, it let's at least give these babies a proper burial instead of disposing them as waste. In fact, there were hospitals in, in the UK and another controversy, if I remember correctly, in Washington State where aborted fetuses were being used 
in the incinerator as 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 heating for the hospital. So this is not a cremation. This is well, we might as well use them as fuel. I mean, the love of most would grow cold. Natural affections waning, the most innocent and precious of the little creatures, the babies. Speaking of babies, though, this is the really crazy and twisted psychology of our culture today. ChristianNews.net reports, Illinois residents call for shutdown of store for adults who want to be babies. Yes, you heard that right. There is a store in suburban Chicago that has all sorts of paraphernalia and dress up and big toys and cribs for adults who want to play baby. Residents near a newly opened store in Illinois that caters to adults who want to live like babies are expressing concern over how the business reflects on their community. No kidding. And are calling for it to be shut down or relocated. The store, called Tykables, is located in a suburb of Chicago and features adult-sized diapers. Yes, you heard that right. That's a new trendy thing in our progressive culture. Adults wearing diapers. Cribs and playpens, high chairs, and other items for those who have a fetish for living like a baby or adult baby diaper lovers. It's a lot of fun, owner John Michael Williams said of his seven-foot-tall crib in a YouTube video wearing diapers himself. I did not subject myself to the torment and torture of actually viewing that video on YouTube. That would be disturbing. We'll have some teddy bears and other things like that in there as the days go by. We definitely want to fill the space with things for people to come in and play with and take pictures. Not everybody has access to a nursery, so one of the things we wanted to do is provide one. I'm not sure what to say about that, other than when we don't have Jesus in our lives, every form of craziness starts to take over the society. It might just be, I'm busy and I'm a workaholic and I have no time for my family or anything normal and human and real and natural and being in nature. I'm just go, 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 go. And all I see is a computer screen and pavement and buildings and highways and streets and uh, busyness and office rooms. That's one form of our cultural sickness. Or maybe it's I have an obsession as a grown man with a juvenile pursuit such as spectator sports which you know i totally get as a grown man i could easily get into that and i was for many years it's it captures you but when you think about it logically and you go hmm does is this what the lord is calling me to does he want me to do something better with my time than to read all of the latest sporting news that is contributing nothing to anybody watching these games getting all hyped up We could talk about the hyper-competitive elements and the satanic principles therein and the alcohol commercials and the inappropriately dressed advertisements and all of these things that are aspects of the whole broader picture of spectator sports. But that's just another one example of where our society goes when you don't have the life filled with Jesus. Or you end up with some political crusade on some sort of agenda to enforce some new moral ethic upon the society at gunpoint or some utopian dream of an economic paradise through some socialistic experiment or some hyper-tribalistic, nationalistic fervor of chest-thumping greatness. Whatever it is that we're finding ourselves obsessed with, 
you know, sometimes it just ends up with this sort of weird debauchery and uh, twisted insanity of the diaper fetish of being an adult who likes to dress like a baby or that poor lady in the UK who felt that she was trans-abled. In other words, that meant I'm supposed to be disabled, but I was born with full capabilities and abilities. So, you know, you've heard of transgender. I was born male, but I feel like I'm supposed to be female. That's the big thing over the last year. Well, this this lady made headlines, and it was she was celebrated. She, it was said, this is the next great, you know, liberation and, and expression of her true individuality. What she did was she says, I'm supposed to be blind. But I can actually see, and I'm not a seeing person. That's just genetically I see, but I'm not supposed to be able to see. I'm transabled. Like, I am a blind person who's in a seeing person's body. And so she literally blinded herself using Drano so that she couldn't see anymore. And there was this big you know, piece saying this is you know, such a brave and courageous thing that she did. And oh, this is sad. This is a symptom and another expression of a mass mental illness that is taking over our society. And it's not just the extreme examples like that. It's things as simple as you know, pornography addiction, workaholism, as I mentioned, being immersed in a social networking world and divorced from reality in the family. I mean, you pour yourself into anything other than the mission that Jesus Christ has for you, and you're going to end up with every tangential distortion of God's reality that you can imagine. The shocking ones for the fringes, but every single one of us has to face this when we look in the mirror. Why do I get up each day? And yes, it's it's political season right now, and a lot of people, you know, have, they, they feel strongly about some religious liberties related issue and absolutely have at it. I'm on board. I am a big fan of religious liberty, and there's a lot of things that concern me in the political world, but that isn't our most predominant mission and message. Just, I share that as a caution for those of us who might get swept up in the political fervor of a cause. Our great cause is the mission and gospel of Jesus Christ. Winning souls for the kingdom of God, eternal life. Our citizenship is in heaven. And we ought to, as a part of that, absolutely advocate for religious liberty, religious freedom, so that we can share the, the mission and the message that we have openly and freely. But in, indeed, we live in a society where freedom is beginning to vanish. So the voices of, of, of Christians who are lovingly, firmly articulating the constitutional principles of the First Amendment, this is such a blessing upon the world to have people of that mindset but the caution also there that we not wed ourselves to anything of this world that is temporal in nature that we don't become fully bathed in and in bed with the ideologies of this world my friends i was in colorado the past couple of weeks and you know if you ever want to decompress a little bit, get rid of the noise and the busyness and the stress and the routine that might be numbing your thoughts to the desensitizing your ears to the voice of the Holy Spirit. I, I found that my favorite place to go is to the mountains. You know, I live in Michigan. Many of you listening to this 
are in Michigan, and we are we are uh, um, mountain deprived. <laughs> we we have beautiful rivers and lakes and streams and the Great Lakes. I love Michigan, but something happened in my heart last week when I was in the mountains in Colorado. Wherever it is where you meet God, you've had an experience with him in prayer where you know that you've been impressed by his spirit, go there. Go into the word. Go to a special place in nature. Spend time with Jesus and it will cover over all of this craziness we're seeing and bring you into unity with him. That's what we need in this time. Here's Scott Ritzema with another final minute message. This is a periodical from the 19th century. It's amazing the insight that these people had. Satan's work is to lead men to ignore God, to so engross and absorb the mind that God will not be in their thoughts. The education they have received has been of a character to confuse the mind and eclipse the true light. Satan does not wish the people to have a knowledge of God. And if he can set in operation games and theatrical performances that will so confuse the senses of the young that human beings will perish in darkness, while light shines all about them. He is well pleased. It's amazing. We look back to the writings of the past and we can see insight. God, I believe, showed us and warned us. Games, theatrical performances, as innocent as they may seem, they can capture and immerse and addict and destroy us spiritually. Let's pray that God would give us victory. Brought to you by BeltofTruthMinistries.org.